0: of Toledo Ohio I am so excited today you want to know why because this is our very first podcast in our very first season podcasts are wonderful because they allow you to do what you need to do while listening like driving doing dishes taking a walk and podcasts allow me to do what I love to do which is talk and talk about important things that are relevant to women be the only one talking, though. I promise. Since this is our first podcast, I want to explain our title and the reason for this title. The title, Unshaken, is based on Psalm 62.6 that says, He alone is my rock and my fortress, and I will not be shaken. Each episode, we will take a look at how women, like you and me, can be unshaken in their circumstances because of our rock and our fortress. Who is God? We will examine what the Bible has to say about topics that are relevant to women, as well as how we can live practically day by day, unshaken. Sometimes we'll visit with another woman discussing topics that are applicable for women, and other times we'll listen to pre-recorded sessions from various ministries at Christ the Word, like our Regarding Him conference that happens annually, or our Mom-to-Mom ministry that happens monthly. Just a side note, if you live in or near Toledo, come join us for one of our great events. You can access information at ChristTheWord.com. Also, if you ever have comments or thoughts or encouragement for us, you can check out our Facebook page, Unshaken. It will also list any show notes and resources that we have for each podcast. All right, it's time, so let's get started. when storms come. On today's episode we will be interviewing Wendy Folk. Wendy's a what and mother, grandmother, and the Women's Ministry Director at Christ the Word Church. Wendy, it's so good to have you with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Julie. Now,
0: as you know, Wendy, and our listeners know, we are currently dealing with a global pandemic regarding coronavirus. As we record today in late May of 2020, our state of Ohio has slowly begun opening things up in a layered approach while our northern neighbor, Michigan, is on lockdown until June 15th. But here's what is true about this the current event will soon pass it won't be forgotten and there will be ramifications from it but you know what another crisis is going to come and it may not be global it might not be related to the health issues that we have right now it might just be a local issue or it might be a personal issue that women have trials will never go away but there are some principles that we can live by that help us to live in Christ and for Christ through a crisis Some of these truths we'll discuss here today. I'm really glad that Wendy's here. We're going to talk a little bit with her about this. She's got some really good practical things that she's going to share with us. And we're going to talk about what the Bible says because the Bible is full of timeless principles to live by. Before we jump into that, though, let's get into a little bit about you, Wendy. As I said, you're a wife and a mom and a grandma to one.
1: So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do all day? What do I do all day? Well, my my pandemic life was different. Different than my normal life before that. So things are are starting to become normal again. Um, I homeschool our youngest daughter. Um, I also do a lot of ministry with women, whether that's over the phone or in person. Uh, I get to I get to help them grow in their relationship with the Lord. It's such a beautiful privilege. Um, I also am the wife to Dave who has been working from home all this time and is heading back to the office next week. So life will be different again with him being gone uh, just as it was different with him being home. And it is such a joy um, as I think about my family and as my family is growing up. We have two boys that are now married and starting families of their own. And then we have two that are at home. Awesome. Well,
0: um, I I have the privilege of knowing you and knowing your family, so that makes it really fun um, to think about your family and all the life changes you've had in the past mm-hmm. few years. It's it's good. All right. So every woman listening, you know, has had some kind of crisis at some point hit in their lives. I know I have. Mm-hmm. It could be a major health issue. It could be a job change that takes someone across country in a new place to live. It could be the death of a loved one, a broken relationship. It could even Maybe like inner turmoil, maybe depression or anxiety that just you know um paralyzes someone.
1: So Wendy, I'm guessing you probably have had a few of these too. Yeah. As you were listing those, I was just thinking, hmm, that that could characterize uh, just about any time in my life. It's not been a comfortable life, but yet it has been a a lovely life at Mm -hmm. the same time.
0: Yeah. You've probably dealt with a lot of those. Yeah. I know I thought the same thing. So Wendy, what is your first reaction
1: when you're hit with a challenge like this, like I mentioned, or a crisis situation? Usually my first reaction has to do with something along the lines of my Emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some people can tend to be more stoic. Some people can tend to, you know, have all the feels. I definitely err on the feels. So I um, tend to respond in a very emotional way. My flesh can take over. I can be fearful, anxious, sad, um, angry. There are a whole host of emotions that can rise up, and I really have to be mindful that those don't take over. Mm-hmm. And and try to control me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sometimes I feel like my emotions take over and I have to be cautious because um, it really leads me to wrong thinking yes. quickly. Okay, so Wendy, how do you see that you are thinking wrongly in the midst of all those emotions?
1: Oftentimes, my mind can start to dwell on something and I find that it takes all of my thoughts. So I may not recognize that right away, but by midday or the end of the day, I certainly have, have have seen a pattern of, I have been thinking about this all day long. And and if it is something that is wrong thinking, either I know it because it's contrary to the word of God, or I can see it through the way I've treated others. If my mind is quietly thinking about wrong things. It actually comes out loud through the way that I treat my husband and my children or other people I can tend to be very irritable and uh, short-tempered and angry and bitter about things that really have nothing to do with them but it has everything to do with what's going on in my mind mm-hmm. okay so when you're in that situation what's a practical thing that
0: you do um, to get you, yourself out of it what do you do with those emotions and that
1: that moment yes first when I rec- recognize what I've done to everybody around me because of my wrong thinking. I need to confess. I need to be honest about my sin and ask others to forgive me. Then um, along with that is I need to just obey God. Recently, I received some news where I have to depend on God because I don't know what the answers are. I don't know uh, what is what is down the road, but God does. And so, I had a choice of either believing God and following Him, trusting Him, or going down that path of what if this happens and what if that happens and oh, that's scary and I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this and I'm going to let fear rule me right now, and I'm going to be angry at everybody around me because this. isn't what I wanted to happen. I had a choice and the choice was either to disobey and to let my flesh control me or to obey. And really when I began just purposefully obeying God and doing what I knew was right through his word, he strengthened me. He gave me such an ability to stop those thoughts and to just live in a restful state of mind that he has got this under control, even if it's the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, what you said um, about going back to God's word...
0: that's the first thing we have to do is we have to know God's word. And it has to be a part of our routine so that we can go back to God's word and we can obey God by what he says in it. So what are some go-to verses you have when you're in those situations? What are some things that you... Do you go to the same
1: verse every time, Wendy? Or do you sometimes have different verses for different situations? I have often gone to the Psalms when I've had a variety of of troubles in my life. Um, And so that is always uh, a go-to. but um, during a particular hardship in my life, I did not know how things would turn out. And it was such a deep sorrow for me. And so I had put the words from Romans 8, 24 and 25 on a card on my kitchen counter. And it said, for we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Mm-hmm. And that scripture I would say it, but I didn't quite believe it in my heart until about a year later of just saying it and just meditating on it. And I know that seems like a long time, but God was faithful to sustain me during that time, giving me other scriptures, reminding me that he is good and that he does sustain me. And then I saw him begin to show me Mm-hmm. I'm giving you hope. And so this this scripture really came true for me. Oh, that's great. And what a great practical
0: thing you mentioned in there about putting it somewhere in your house that you see. I'm guessing you stand at your sink or your kitchen counter a lot. And what a great thing to be reminded because that's when I think is when I'm standing at my kitchen sink and I'm doing dishes. Mm-hmm. That's when my brain is thinking. And so to be reminded of what to think on yeah. is a really great practical thing that all women can do. I love the Psalms also. I I think whenever I've gone through trials, they have been so beneficial to me. Actually, that's one of the reasons we picked the title for this podcast is Unshaken. It comes from Psalm 62, and it's actually a prayer from King David to God. Verse one reminds us, verse one says, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. David is doing just what you said. He's reminding himself of God's plan. And our theme verse comes next because it says he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I will not be shaken. David is doing just what you're talking about. He's speaking truth directly back to himself and also in prayer to God. Um, and I think that's really powerful for women to do Um, especially especially when we're going through trial, but really all the time. It's good. When you're stuck with a challenge, Wendy, or a crisis comes, do you ever not want to pray? And and how do you overcome that, or how would you rev up a
1: dull prayer life? I have struggled so much with my prayer life. I, I wish that I didn't have to say that. I love hearing of stories of women who are just amazing prayer warriors, and I so much want that. Um, and yet at the same time, I so much don't want that. Mm. Um, And I don't know why. Sometimes it's just a matter of a dull heart. Sometimes it's a matter of just laziness. But um, something that I think is really helpful is to be disciplined. You know, we just need to do what's right. We need to do what we know we need to do. But even more than that, um, when we pray, we are doing more than just checking off or um, going to God first thing in the morning because I'm supposed to give him my first fruits. Yes, yes to all of that. But we're going to our friend. We are going to our Father. And our um, and, and in doing that, I get to talk with him. I get to share things with him. I get to share what my deepest fears and my greatest desires. And when I view Jesus like that, then I can picture something exciting happening and me wanting to go tell my husband Mm -hmm. or me wanting to catch up with my kids, that, that I get. And so when I think of prayer as really, you know, just communicating with somebody that I love so much that I just want to talk with him and I just want to, I just want to, you know, bear my, my, my deepest emotions, then I think prayer becomes much more meaningful and natural as opposed to something that I really just need to do or check. Off my list.
0: Yeah, I know it's interesting what you're telling us is the idea of obedience in prayer doing it is important, but changing your perspective a little bit on why you're doing it. It isn't just to do a job or a duty or a task. It's to share and communicate with God. And I think that's a really, it's really powerful to remember that and to kind of rework our brain to think that way. Okay. So Wendy, one more thing. Um, In the course of this current pandemic, you probably have been on social media a little bit and you've noticed what I've noticed Everybody has an opinion and every news article is all over. I have never seen so many news articles on whether you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask or what kind of mask to wear. Um, So, And it really divides people, to be honest with you. Okay, it also can cause not only division among Christian people or just general people, it causes great anxiety in people as they read these news articles on social media or on their apps on their phone. How do you deal with that? What does the Bible tell us about? News and news reports and how we're supposed to deal with them.
1: Well, the verse that comes to my mind right off the bat is Philippians 4. And this is a, a pretty well-known verse, but it's 4.8. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And so... I have had to take news apps off my phone. I've had to stop opening articles on Facebook. I've had to you know, just stop myself because those things, if if I read one article over here saying one thing, I can find another article over there that says the opposite, and so what does that do? That just puts me in turmoil, and um, so I don't wanna cause divisions. I wanna have grace for other people. I wanna understand that maybe some people are going to believe One thing, and that I want to give them space if they need to, you know, grow or if they need to just hang tight to that opinion. I just want to have um, a, a love for others, and so, how can I best? be gracious. But what I need to keep in mind is God's truth. And God's truth trumps every opinion, every expert, everything. And so if I'm meditating on God's truth, there will be peace. Mm -hmm. But if I'm meditating on the, quote, truth of social media, there will be lots of unrest, lots of turmoil, and lots of depression and anxiety and everything else you can you can imagine. And so we need to have those boundaries. We need to realize, what am I allowing myself to feast on? What am I filling my mind with? And we just need to be countercultural and to pick up the Bible instead of pick up the social media.
0: You know, Wendy, one of the things that I recently thought about is, Um, I wanted to overcome some things in my life, so I gained a friend of mine and asked them to keep me accountable. And for some of those things, health issues, that I wanted to drink more water and eat right. But that's the same kind of thing you could do with social media. If you find yourself going back consistently to read, or it doesn't even have to be social media. It can be any news app, and you spend a long time reading It's good to have somebody who checks in with you and you can check in with them and say, yeah, I need to get back on track because that's what friends
1: do. They help each other out in those things. The Lord had prompted me to read the New Testament this summer. And so one day as I was getting ready, I felt a nudge from the Lord to invite my Facebook friends to read the Bible with me this summer. I had been so frustrated by what was going on on Facebook that I just wanted to put God's truth out there. And so I didn't care if someone was an atheist and wanted to read the Bible for the first time, or if someone was a hardcore Bible reader, I wanted us all to read the Bible together. And I have um, had some requests from one of the, uh, some from some of the women who are going to join me in reading, and they wanted me to set up a Facebook group. And um, I now have. 80 people in this group who are reading the New Testament with me this summer. They're that, replacing the Facebook with they're, they're replacing Facebook with the Bible. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Wow, 80. That's crazy. That's awesome to to know that there's that many women who are seeking something different than news and and junk. Yeah. You know, let's read God's word. We we're almost out of time, but I have one more question for you, Wendy. How do people play roles? in your trials. What do they do? How do they help you? You talked a little bit about your family. Is it just your family? What do you think?
1: My husband has been really instrumental in speaking truth to me. Whenever my emotions start to control me, um, he always brings me back to truth. And so when I'm honest with him about my emotions and what's going on in my head, then he has been a tremendous help to me. But also friends have been very important as well um, as they have prayed with me um, and as they have spoken truth back to me as well. That has been such a a boost to my heart to know that somebody would be standing long term in prayer with me Mm -hmm. because sometimes long term can, can become wearisome, but that's when you. Need to be standing most closely with friends who are going through hardships.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Wendy. It was delightful to talk with you about this very important and highly needed topic. I know that I personally was encouraged, and I'm sure that our listeners were also. Also, I want to stop right now and thank three women who have helped behind the scenes Anna Pollock designed the cover art, Rebecca Kepler recorded the hymn Solid Rock. And Grace Girkin is our administrator for our Facebook page. And these ladies are doing behind-the-scenes work for this podcast, and I appreciate all their efforts. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for listening to this first podcast of Unshaken. We hope to record many more as an encouragement to you. Please share these podcasts with your friends and family. Check out and like our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And tune in next time as we discuss how we can overcome our fears in life and live for eternity. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.